Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Here's Johnny podcast. I wasn't sure where I was going to go with that. Uh, it is I, Larry. Uh, and I, Justin. A um, couple of show notes to get out of the way up front. One, Justin, do you want to tell the people about the Game Awards? Oh, yeah, uh, I couldn't go. I was editing, I was editing it last week, and I, I felt very sad. Oh, yeah, uh, I couldn't go because I got COVID like the day before. <laughs> so and I am still getting over it. Uh, so sad. Yeah. Um, kind of a bummer but i have even better news though is as of recording this tomorrow is my last day at the machining shop woo, woo, woo. full-time so, game journal yeah it's gonna be fun <laughs> i've already i already got myself set up for a seven o'clock in the morning interview with somebody from poland so so cool so yeah. cool uh and the only other show note that i have is that i was on TikTok, and obviously people know we're doing Mad Scientist, and that means a lot of Universal Monster stuff. Um, and we're doing some Frankenstein we're doing. People know we're doing OG Frankenstein and then Bride. Uh, and I messaged Justice, like, can we just add in young Frankenstein? And he yeah. messaged back, hell yes. So we hell are yeah. going to do young Frankenstein. We'll probably do it as like a how funny slash scary, because yeah, it's not... Yeah. yeah. But... It's been such a long time since I've seen that movie, and I love Gene Wilder. Like, I'm actually going to go see uh, the new Wonka movie tomorrow on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Didn't yeah. he, like, come out against that movie? Well, Gene Wilder? Yeah. If he did, I didn't know that. Oh, that, 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 that that's that where. Or that How about you Gene don't ruin Wilder. things for me? How about we don't ruin things for me tonight? You're on timeout. Justin, Gene what's been new? Wilder. Stop it. I see you over there. Wonka. What has been new with you? Um man uh i finished final fantasy 5 okay. uh, pixel remaster because i've been stuck in a room with covid mm-hmm. um i'm actually this is the first time i've actually left that room <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie um other than to go to work um what else oh, i a lot um i played some wolfenstein 2 uh, mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say anything on that yet because uh, we still got a few weeks for that or two weeks one two week weeks. it's next wednesday oh shit yeah you're right um i'm sorry i have to go through my mind of everything i've played lethal company Le- i've been playing a fuck ton of lethal company and i i plan on continuing to play some <laughs> more of it because uh, it's fantastic um i restarted batman arkham asylum <clears throat> really I, uh, because my son wanted to see it actually really badly, so I was like, "Okay, you know what? That's, That's a good I'll, game. Yeah, I'll play it again when we get to it." Because um, he wants to see that city and uh, yeah. night, um, and then I can say that I am playing The Last of Us Two Remastered for oh, review, cool. but I can't say more than that. Um, did I did a really bad idea and I played a bunch of VR games for review when I had COVID, which was a fucking horrible idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest anybody not to, or everybody not to do that. <laughs> uh, it really fucks with your head. Um, and then uh, what else did I play? Let's see. I started Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. I didn't get very far though. Yeah, um, that one takes a long time to like open up. Yeah, I did like the opening basically i got locked and i was like i don't have the energy to do this right now um i started played and beat um super mario rpg remake 
Kind of away from the library. Oh, nice. It's yeah. so much fun. I'm deciding if I want to try and do all the super bosses. Yeah, there's a little bit of grinding involved in that, so I'm not 100% sure if I want to do that. I started playing Tears of the Kingdom again. So did you finish that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what else? Um, shit, I feel like there's some other stuff. I started playing The Witcher 3 again. I fucking started playing Baldur's Gate 3 again. Like, I, I started playing Alan Wake 2 again because the final draft came out. I need to go in there and check and see if it's been patched and fixed. Like, I can just beat it. And... I haven't uninstalled it, so it's still sitting there in Epic. So I, I'm well. I'm I. I need to get through to see what the new stuff is, uh, because there is new story stuff in New Game Plus now. Um, I I did reinstall God of War Ragnarok because I do need to go through that DLC because apparently it adds a bunch of story. Ragnarok's still on PC, right? No. Yeah, I didn't no. think so. Yeah. Um. And then I'm sure there's like a hundred million other things in there. <laughs> I watched I watched The Invisible Man yesterday. What yes. about you, Larry? I'm still kind of not <laughs> feeling super hot, so. So for TV, um, I'm up to date on Hell's Kitchen. I'm up to date on Lego Masters. Uh, there's an, actually a new episode of both of those tonight, including the finale of Lego Masters. Um, I finished kit, the new season of Kitchen Nightmares. Nice. Up to date on Dragula, and then that Hard Knocks, that football show I was talking about last time. I haven't watched the most recent episode because we just had one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen my team have. And I just haven't been able to watch the episode where it recaps that. Um, movies, I watched Shrek 2. That's Are better you than the first Shrek. Shrek. 5? Yes, I actually just picked up Shrek 3 from the library. Nice. Um, Have you seen them all? Nope. I've only seen one and two. So th- I was surprised to see a baby on the cover of three. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, I watched Patton, which is actually the next um, uh, movie in the AFI list. And I know you've asked me before, so I actually have my current rankings. Um, remember, I was starting with 100 and going up to the top. So I've watched 12 so far. So my least favorite was The Jazz Singer, then Bringing Up Baby, The Searchers, Yankee Doodle Dandy, A Place in the Sun, and then Patton. So it's like at 7 right now. Uh, my Fair Lady, The Apartment, Unforgiven, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Pulp Fiction, and the number one, and I'll be surprised if anything passes it, is Goodfellas. The next one I have uh, I, is Easy Rider. I did want to update you. Yes. On the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka thing. No, thank you. He did, he did not like the uh, Johnny Depp one. Oh, that movie sucked. That's fine. Yeah. And I, love, because, I, I love Tim Burton, but I did not like yeah. that movie. Also, I am, every time I relearn this, I'm always sad to find out that he did pass. Oh, yeah. He passed away a few years ago. Like 2016. More than a few years ago, almost a decade ago. Stop it. You're just full of bad things tonight. I also watched <laughs> The Invisible Man. Uh, I'm also playing Wolfenstein 2. I'm pretty sure I'm about halfway through just looking at like a chapter list that I'm looking at on IGN, just like just kind of judging so I don't get it done in time. Because I remember Wolfenstein, the first one we played, I was like surprised at how long it was. So I didn't want to underestimate this one. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, we played World War Z together. We did. Oh, yeah, that's something else I played. <laughs> Um, I feel like I sucked a little less in that in staying together because I learned really fast if I did we would all die and after yeah. I learned that we did pretty good <laughs> yeah absolutely um, and then Final Fantasy X um, I just made it all the way to Xanarkin I be, beat Lady Unaleska I got the airship and so now I'm going around and doing all the monster hunting which will then lead me to the ultra weapon stuff which is where the fun begins <laughs> so have you are you like where do the dark aeons fall? They're the already forest? they're already out in the world. 
So where, but where do they fall in your collection guide? Like, are you going to get the ultimate weapons before you go after them? Yeah, yeah, I'm saving them for the end. Kind of my plan is to do everything up until them. So that means Blitzball, ultimate weapons. What What are the Blitzball trophies? Are they uh, bad? It's, it's for Waka. It's to you have to get the all his attack reels right, and then you have to get his sigil. It's one of the things I've never done. For many times I've played it, I've never done enough because I, I never use Waka. Like, yeah. I, I just never have used Waka. I have a real question. Who does use Waka? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, because the thing is, is like, I my team is usually Yuna, Lulu, and Titus. And then as soon as I get Riku, it's Rika, Yuna, Titus. And then as soon as Riku steals, I swap her in for Lulu to wipe. Interesting. Um... But yeah, so that's. I'm excited about it because this is a part of the game that I, I always love because you have all the story stuff, all the stuff that I love about that, and it's like a nice pause. Yeah. And then I love the gameplay, like I, I like the chessiness of it, like okay. it's like I, I like how like you can kind of plan your moves out and like do that. I, I've always really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm actually really excited, but I had to put it down because I think last week I was telling you, and I think I played like ten or twelve hours of. Final Fantasy X last weekend. You're like, start with a sign too. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> so, dude, I did. I, dude, I don't want to tell you how many, how much video games I've played in the last like, <laughs> week and a half. It's gross. And then books. I finished two books. I nice. finished the last Artemis Fowl book, The Last Guardian. Okay. Um, they start getting a little weird there towards the end. Like the last one, there's a lot of stuff that happens in it, but I'm happy I went through them all. Um, and so that was cool. And then I finished the book Billion Dollar Whale. That's what my friend Stork gave me. It's about the guy who financed Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was crazy how many famous people popped up in that one and got huh. tied up in that guy's web. Uh, the two books I'm reading currently, one is Thrawn Alliances. I'm over halfway done with that. I'm hoping to finish up this weekend because I need to start the next book club book. And then my final nonfiction book of the year, because I remember I was doing one nonfiction book a month. It's called The Family Next Door. Um, I saw it on 60 Minutes, this story, but basically the story of it is a girl who said she was, like, in her early 20s. Uh-oh. She looked like she was, like, 12 because she was so okay. malnourished and small. Yeah. She had escaped her house and went outside and got a hold of a police officer, but she was talking weird because she was never went to school. She didn't know how to talk. Yeah. Um. And was saying that like her parents had like fifteen kids like locked up, chained up. They were only only able to eat a peanut butter sandwich every other day. And the cops went there, and it was it was awful. And like they lived in the suburb, like the neighbors had no idea that there was that many kids. And I'm not really like a true crime. And I'm not really like a, but like I saw the story. I feel and, like, like I remember that story. Yeah, it's it's quite crazy. So I'm, I I just started that uh, today. And the only other kind of thing I have is I went to a Krampus Christmas market with yep. Devin and my our friend Elvia. We have found someone else who is, is into the creepy stuff like Devin is. That's good. Um, which is cool. Uh, I posted a picture in the Discord about some of the stuff we got. Um, a lot of it's pretty creepy. We got a little Beetlejuice thing for the room. Um, yeah. But that's, that's kind of the longest sort of it. I have a lot of background on Invisible Man, so you just want to get into it? Hell yeah.
first and foremost, have you seen this before? No, this is my first time. It was for me too. I thought I had seen it, and as I started watching it, I rapidly <laughs> realized I had not. So this is a 1933 American pre-code science fiction horror film directed by James Whale and based off of H.G. Wells' 1897 novel. We're going to be discussing Whale again for Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. So I wanted to take some time and to dive into him now. I kind of texted you earlier and said I was like doing the research, and this is one of the first rabbit holes I found. Okay. (laughs) So... Although he went to school for art originally, Whale would serve in the British Army as an officer during World War I. He was captured by the Germans and was a prisoner of war for a long period of time. It was during this time that he realized that he loved the dramatics, and upon the end of the war and his eventual release, he fully dove into cinema, first as an actor, then a set designer, and then a director. He started on Broadway, but it wasn't long before that he realized he wanted to go to Hollywood and try his hand at feature films. Along with his romantic partner, remember this is in the, like, like late 20s early 30s yeah um producer david lewis he made films such as journey's end and hell's angels before working with universal pictures through their monster era uh these films were highly characterized by german expressionism and a highly mobile camera at the height of his career he directed a film called the road black 1937 which served as a sequel to all quiet on the western front the hemingway book okay yeah. The studio highly interfered in this project because in the th- thought behind it is to this day is that because the Nazi Germany put extreme political pressure on the studio, so the studio ended up going in and changing like everything and the movie ended up being a flop. Whale combating with the studio, going and trying trying to go against the Nazis and their ideology, and then this obviously the commercial failure would lead Whale to never have a successful film again. And he was actually kind of exiled from Hollywood in 1941. Really? Because he tried to go against, against the, the Nazis. Nazis? Yeah. That's, that, that's what I was reading online. Like I said, it was just crazy. So although he was wealthy from all the success he had in the Universal era, um, he actually began to have a lot of serious health issues, including strokes in 1956. And people around him said that like his vigor for life was robbed from him, both physically because of the strokes and then like artistically because of what happened to him with that movie yeah um sadly james whale committed suicide in 1957 by drowning himself in his home swimming pool whoa yeah whoa. um when it comes to hg wells we've talked about him before in this podcast when we did the war of the worlds obviously we discussed him a lot and we're actually going to be talking about him again because he wrote the book for the island of dr moreau oh interesting okay the film stars Claude Rains as our titular Invisible Man and Gloria Stewart. Um, I didn't know this, but this was the film debut for Claude Rains. Uh, other films that he is known for, and probably ones you have heard, are The Adventures of Robin Hood, the 1938, not the Disney. Yeah. Um, he played Prince John in that. He was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Wolfman, Casablanca, and Lawrence of Arabia. He won a Tony Award and was nominated for four Academy Awards throughout his career. Um, the simplest way to state what his legacy is to Hollywood is that he is the greatest character star who ever played the cultured villain during that era. Gloria Stewart starred in... She plays the Flora, our femme in this. It's Justin, one of her favorites. 
he started in, she started in several pre-code films such as the old dark house which is actually i'm pretty sure was a james whale film as well and poor little rich girl but it was perhaps towards the end of her career justin that her most defining role would happen another rabbit hole i went down gloria stewart played rose dawson calvert in titanic 1997 uh, a role that won her a sag award and she was nominated for best supporting actress at the academy that year and she would lose to kim basinger in la confidential she's old rose interesting they're like 70 it's been 84 years <laughs> yeah yeah huh interesting yeah I had, I had no idea so the invisible man was in development for universal as early as 1931 when Richard Scheer and Robert Flory suggested that Wells' novel would be a good follow-up to Dracula, uh, but Universal wanted to do Frankenstein instead. The film was listed as one of the favorite genre films by filmmakers such as John Carpenter, Joe Dante, and and Ray Harryhausen. In 2008, The Invisible Man was selected by the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. The film was shot on a $328,000 budget, and I could not find a specific box office number. However, everywhere said it was considered to be one of the most financially successful and critically acclaimed of the Universal Horror Pictures. Interesting. Okay. Trivia. Okay. The first time Claude Rains' daughter saw her father was in 1950, and it was in this film. He took her to a showing of The Invisible Man in a small Pennsylvania theater. While the film was playing, Reigns was whispering to his daughter about how it was made. Um, other theater patrons actually heard him talking about it, and they actually convinced Reigns to share the anecdotes with the crowd as the film was playing. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, right? Um, in order to achieve the effects that Claude Reigns wasn't there when his character took off the bandages, what they did is Whale had Reigns dressed in completely black velvet, and then he filmed him in front of a black velvet background. Okay. Interesting. So that's how so they like did it. Prehistoric green screen. Mm-hmm. During the scenes with Una O'Connor, the hysterical landlady, James Whale actually had to do a ton of retakes because he just could not get enough of her. And he said he was like his laughter was like overpowering the sound reel. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, so when, I was laughing at it too, but not... <laughs> when the screenwriter R.C. Sheriff uh, came to Hollywood to write this movie, he asked the staff at Universal for a copy of Wells' original novel. They didn't have one. And all of the 14 previous treatments were done by writers in the project who had never like read the novel, and it included one set in Tsarist Russia and another set on Mars. What the fuck? So Sheriff went and he found a copy of the novel at a reused bookstore, read it, and said that I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to adapt this book in the, straight up into a movie script. Yeah. Um, it's a very good uh, – that's, that's obviously different than Dracula and as we'll see Frankenstein here in a couple weeks. Okay. But it's really good that he did that because if he hadn't, H.G. Wells had negotiated that if they were to adapt it, he could nix any script. So if they had come to him with the Mars one or the Russian one, he could have been like, you're not fucking doing this. Interesting. I mean, I hope he would have said no. Especially <laughs> fucking the Mars one. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? 
Boris Karloff had been a Universal's original choice for The Invisible Man, but Karloff turned it down because he would never appear on the screen. In reality, a quarrel with director James Whale actually ended their relationship, and the director decided he wanted someone with a more intellectual voice, and Karloff's lisp had become an issue. Whale selected Claude Rains after accidentally hearing Rains' screen test being played in another room. Producer Carl Lamell had doubts about casting an unknown like Reigns. Until this film, he had Reigns had been a, a stage actor and had appeared in a silent film called Build Thy House in 1920. Claude Reigns' performance in this film, according to Mark Hamill, is what he has based the entirety of his Joker persona. Interesting. Okay, I can see that. The reporter who offers suggestions to the police chief uh, is played by Dwight Fire. He is best known for playing Renfield in Dracula, the 1931. He plays Fritz in Frankenstein, and he plays Carl Glutz in The Bride of Frankenstein. Interesting. Okay. The police offer a reward of a thousand pounds for a lead on The Invisible Man. In 1933, one pound was equivalent to five dollars, making the reward equal about five thousand dollars. If we take inflation into account, this is roughly a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in 2022. Jesus. That's a lot of money. As Jack rants the floor about taking over the world, he strikes a pose very similar to Italy's leader, Benito Mussolini. Huh. The Invisible Man and the Creature from the Black Lagoon are the only universal monsters that were never later used by Hammer in his films. He Hammer used Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, Wolf, sorry, the Frankenstein and the creature, the Wolfman and the Mummy. After the Invisible Man leaves his hotel and starts terrorizing the locals, he throws a rock through a window and screams, We do our part! This was the motto of the National Recovery Administration, the NRA, which was one of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal programs designed to keep America out of the Great Depression. Their logo and slogan appear at the beginning of the film. According to information given on my favorite TCM at, uh, before they show it on, on their network, Claude Rains was chosen for the role because he spoke with such a clarity and was easily understood. This was important because they were afraid that audiences would not be able to hear him or understand what was happening if he was like too muddled since we yeah. never see him. The total body count, do you want to give a guess? I'm going to guess uh, 118. 122. Okay, that was pretty close. I That's knew there was 100 people on this. Shockingly, yeah, okay. So four murders depicted directly on screen, 18 search party members off screen, and the derailment right. of the train, which results in 100 deaths by itself. In total, Dr. Griffin kills 122 people before he is killed, making him the most bloodthirsty villain of the Universal Picture Horror Films. Right. I forgot about the search party people. Although he has the lead in this film, and his character is on the screen for 95% of the total runtime, Claude Rains only appears at the very last frame. Oh, right, when he's, like, dying. Like I said, I had a lot, but I found that all, like, interesting. I always love it when I start going down rabbit holes when I'm, like, doing the research, so. Oh, yeah. 
Um, when I watched this yesterday, all I could think of is, man, this is this is one that Justin's going to have feelings about. So when we were talking about it, I was like, do you want to do the plot summary? And you said, sure. So give us the plot summary okay. for this 71 minute <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try my best. Gem. Okay. So uh, our Invisible Man, I already forget his name in the movie, um, comes to an inn and very rudely requests a room. And when he gets to the room, he's all like angry at the... Uh, the barkeep lady and um, like shoes her away and he, she keeps barging in and he keeps getting angrier and angrier at him. Um, and then she comes to him the next day and, or I think it's like a month later or something like that, or maybe a week. I don't yeah, know. Cause he hasn't been time. paying his rent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he hasn't been paying his rent and he gets like super fucking angry and like slam, basically slams the door in her face and she fucking freaks out and goes and gets, uh, the barkeep dude who goes her upstairs. Husband. Oh, her husband, yes. And then he, like, takes the... I think that's when he takes the bottom... Oh, no, he throws him down the stairs. Yep. And then they call he, the police. After beating him in the head with a book. <laughs> yeah. And then the police come, or one policeman comes. Uh, he goes upstairs into the room. The uh, invisible man starts, like, t- showing him that he's invisible. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking takes all of his clothes off, basically, like, to... <laughs> completely invisible himself and then kind of chokes out the police officer and then punches his way out um and then uh, um he goes to his the person he used to work with yeah uh, slimy friend who was trying to hook up with his girl oh yeah dr kemp dr kemp that's the one yes and he's like working with dr kemp and he's like oh come back come help me get my books and stuff uh, so they do, and then while the Invisible Man is getting his books, he decides to just fucking kill the chief of police, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think that was his role. Yeah. Um, like, in front of everybody. And then just the weirdest shit happens. Um, he, like, derails a train. <laughs> uh, and, like, 100 people die. Um, and then Kemp calls the police and say he's there and let them know that he is there. And then, obviously, the Invisible Man knows, and he's like, I'm going to come back and kill you. So when the police get to his house... At 10 o'clock, he said, I'll be back at 10, right? right? I'll be back at 10 to kill you, yes. And then when the police come to the house, they all, like, link arms (laughs) and slowly walk forward until until the Invisible Man, like, does his thing, uh, beats some of them up and runs away, because they can't see him, obviously. Um, And then, yeah... Uh, the basically a manhunt begins because as the search party's going out looking for the invisible man, he's like throwing them off cliffs and stuff. Um, and then they decide to use Kemp as like bait in a weird way, but also like hide him at the same time. Um, but the invisible man has been following Kemp, and Kemp's like, "Oh, it's ten o'clock. So much for that threat." And then that's my favorite when... scene in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, it's fucking dark as shit. And uh, because the Invisible Man is like, well, I guess here's here's the best time, here's the best place. Um, and then Kemp tries to like talk him into killing him, but then he fucking ties him up and then sends his car off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like tired, so he goes to sleep in a barn. Um, and then a farmer comes out to the barn and is like, "There's breathing in my barn." So he yep. sneaks out and goes to the cops just so happens to be snowing 
So they all like in in like make a big circle around the the barn where he's sleeping, and then they set it on fire, uh, and then they can use the footprints in the snow to find him. They do that. They shoot him. Shoot him dead. Shoot him like. They they shoot him, and I quote: "The bullet has gone through the lungs, both lungs." Uh, Yeah. So he's fucked. Um, And then we he dies in a bed. With Laura uh, crying over him. Yeah, with the girl crying over him, and uh, and we see that what he looks like. Oh, Claude Rains. Yeah. So, Justin. Yes. I have a lot of thoughts about this. And I think okay. the first one I want to say is is that I found that I enjoyed this one than Lee Winnell's new one. Oh, this one was. I agree. <laughs> and I um, also to... like it more than Hollow Man because that one is just a rape fest when you go yeah, back Hol- and Hollow Man's it. gross. Yeah. yeah, Hollow Man is gross. Um, I, I would agree to an extent there are definitely parts of this movie that i uh, do not like a lot it's so tonally weird it's fucking wa- dude it's it's just all over the place but i kind of dig it yes it's so strange right because like like we're gonna get to how scary like, like there are like, like the scene with kemp right like that scene is like very like holy shit because it's so yeah. dark and like for me, what I struggle with when it comes to plot is it's very simple. They don't spend a lot of time in the science, right? It's like some kind yeah. of flower, and it makes things go, like, invisible, but it also showed that it made things go crazy if they were under the influence of it too long. He's trying to find the cure to get back out of it, and he doesn't recognize that he's becoming crazy yeah. because of the drug. So, like, like, that is nice, and I think as we get into more of these sci-fi movies, we're going to lose the simplicity of the mad scientist and go into, like, some crazy grounds. Yeah. yeah and um it's just it's just weird to me because of the, the front the barkeep and his wife like it's like slapstick it's like yeah. goofy having a good time laughing joking slapstick like like i i found her funny i found her her and her husband's relationship funny i found the way the townspeople like interact with them and the way the, the cop like didn't buy into it like, but it's juxtaposed at that point with, like, Dr. Griffith being, like, super pissy. Yep. Hiding his face. Not wanting anybody around, being really violent. And then when, like, Griffith goes back to Kemp and Flora and all them, he's, like, slapsticky as he goes about killing people. Yeah. Dude, when he derails the train, he's, like, giggling a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like... I and I forget he like flips a switch or something and then just like the train just fucking <laughs> barrels off the cliff and like and then it like it, it's just so straight because then like, the next like kind of big scene is the one with him and Kemp in the car yeah and that's like really sadistic and it's like when it comes to plot it's just it's kind of all over the place it's all over the place and like I'm not saying it's like it's, it's not like the greatest but like it's a fun movie. It's just like I didn't know what I was getting because in my I, head I was thinking Hollow Man and then Lee Winnell's Invisible Man, and this is uh, nothing like those. No, I I will say I enjoyed this more than uh, <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Uh, or sorry, Mister Jekyll. Jekyll. Doctor Jekyll. Doctor Jekyll. That's we, right. We say it correctly on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Apparently, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was really all over the place and tonal, like you said, totally all over the place, but in a like weirdly fun way 
Uh, I think that fun affects how I feel about other things yeah. uh, that are coming up next. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it. I wasn't. I didn't know what I was in. What was coming? Me either. Uh, and that made it fun. And I think the fact that it was a tight film, like seventy-one minutes with like the long opening credits, right? Like yeah. it was an older film, right? Like it's a tight seventy-one. Oh and yeah, it gets like right into it. Yeah, and I enjoy that because so much with like movies nowadays, like you have all this bloat, and this one is just like no, nope, like this is the simple story. Guys going crazy, we're just gonna follow his antics. Yeah, and like I enjoyed it. Um, another criticism I kind of have is Flora, is that is, like she? Is, I mean, yes, she's like a damsel in distress, but also like not really. But she's she is a she's not used to her potential like at all no and like the way she's just like so willing to forgive him like he's like he's like he's gone for killed a bunch of people yeah and like she's like this no jack would never and at the very end she's like crying over his body i can't wait to please let him in to see him yeah like and they they were sympathetic about it like yeah they were very like a few moments left it's like he killed over a hundred people yeah. For shits and giggles, like, <laughs> it, it, and that, that's kind of like we'll probably get into more of the audio with some performances, uh-huh. but like, that's like my problem with the plot. I guess is it's like, it just bounces around in this really weird space, and it was just not the movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts on plot? No, not really. I think you nailed it on the head. I gave it a seven. I I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I gave it a seven and a half. Okay, actually, I, I enjoyed myself a lot. Cinematography. Um, I have like feelings on a couple things. Okay. A, I want to do a con first. A con. Remember when we first we we leave Jack for the first time and we go back to the doctor's residence with Flora, her dad, the head doctor, and Kemp. Yeah. And like some of the cuts that they do in there, like the fast cuts back and forth. Yeah, they didn't really work. Where the camera follows them and like the wall's not there, but he walks through a door anyway. Like that felt very stagey when everything else hadn't felt that way. It felt weird. And yeah. then I hated like the the boxing when Flora's at the window and she's oh like I, I it's like like I, I just like I'm not sure if that's cinematography or audio. I'm taking off points for both of it. But I, yeah, oh, it is just weird because then like you have like weird scenes like that juxtaposed with like. That's some really fucking cool practical effects. Yeah, I will say, like, when they were showing him, like, unravel, and you could, like, see his chin wasn't there and stuff. When she walked in with the mustard and, like, his bottom jaw was just gone. Yes. Yeah, like, that was really cool, and I did not expect it to be, like, I kind of was half expecting it to be a little hokey. Yeah. Um, But, no, it was really good, and, I mean even like using the models for like the car crash and the train yeah it still like looked good mm-hmm. because it was like a practical right like they, yeah. it was never like well, obviously they don't have like cg <laughs> back then but uh no i i i i for the most part enjoyed it except for like there was a few like weird like cuts and yeah. skips here and there was actually one that i think is only there because we're watching it on modern like widescreen yeah it's when they are crossing the boundaries at the doctor's office 
the camera pulls out and you can actually see the other set still. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. But. Yeah, and like, but like for me, it's like it's like, it's a strange because like another pro I have is how this movie starts off walking in the snowstorm, like it sets this really ominous tone, and yeah. like I I, I kind of like the darkness of it. It's kind of shattered as soon as you meet the barkeep and the people in the bar because it's like that's not the same tone. Yeah. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the violent nature of him pushing Kemp off the cliff and the explosions and stuff and like the car like you literally see his body flying through the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> it's weird. And then I like, also thought the final shot of his body like reappearing was really well done for a film that's almost a hundred years old. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm learning is that a, a lot of these hold up surprisingly well. Shockingly uh, in well in certain aspects. Yeah, it's 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 cool. So for cinematography, uh, I gave this one a seven and a half. I, <clears throat> sorry, I gave it a seven. Audio, huh? Um, score surprising. <laughs> surprising there, nobody. There, there really <laughs> uh, wasn't a score for this one. No, 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 no. Nothing that um, like, sticks out. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about your your favorite accents? Darling. Oh God, no! That so that's kind of my <laughs> that's my biggest issue with these older movies is like the over character characterization of like certain people, and this movie is like weirdly like there's two groups. Mm-hmm. There's the Invisible Man, <laughs> and then there's everybody else. Yep. Everybody else is like incredibly over characterized, like to the point. Where like, maybe not Kemp. Are... Maybe not Kemp. Kemp would be the only one I would no, push back. Yeah, you're about. right. I'd say like Kemp is in his own. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, I'll give Kemp his own thing. And I mean, even Florence, but it's only because she's not really like used. Our, like, our first interaction with her, she is overcharacterized. Oh yeah. <gasps> in well, front of I the fainting window. The... <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of like overcharacterization here, which doesn't like i don't like um but it's that's just, just like and it's just choice. weird too well, it goes with the weird tonalness of it for, and especially when it's like played for such like slapstick humor yeah and then in the other turn he's like throttling somebody in front of a group of people like it's it's such a weird tone to take and because i, the, I will say i actually really liked the invisible man like i thought claude like, rains was fucking sweet he fucking like he is he nailed it. from like, evil it. to maniacal to like like yeah. conflicted to loving to just vindictive like he was like you could tell he was slowly going crazy yeah and he couldn't help it and he, and he couldn't realize and he could like you said right like he, there's nothing he could do about it and he yeah. couldn't even see it yeah but like, no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> got it um but yeah, it, it's just everybody else that uh, really, really drags this down for me a lot, unfortunately, because while he is a big part of the movie, he is not all of the movie. <laughs> there are a lot of interactions with like the police and the townspeople that I just do. I don't think I enjoyed a single one of them, except for if the Invisible Man was there. One of the things that it reminded me of, remember in Halloween 5, when we got the cops with the squeaky noises as they were walking? It reminded me a lot of that, except this time it felt like it was a director's choice. 
Like, yeah. he well, wanted Well, that. hey, I hate to tell you, I think it was a director's choice then, too. <sighs> yeah, but, like, obviously James Whale is a little bit more of a vision. I can't even... I couldn't even tell... You put a gun to my head, I couldn't even tell you who directed Halloween 5. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. But, like... And it's just weird, because, like... It's just, it's just like, an episode of, like, a, like a sitcom... And then, like, saw <laughs> like it's just yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I I will say I give a lot of points, and we'll get this how scary too. But I really felt that the interactions, in particular, between Claude Rains and Flora, yeah, and then Claude Rains and Doctor Kip, were just like fantastic. And I give credit to those two actors as well because, like, they're kind of acting either opposite yeah. nobody or a yeah. dude in a full black velvet suit so yeah uh i gave the audio a six and a half and that is pretty much all for Claude Rains. yeah i gave it a five and a half and that is all for <laughs> now here's where i am curious okay we gave caligari i gave it a five you gave it a three and then jekyll and hyde i gave it a three you gave it a two I am curious. Did you find this to be a scarier film than those? Uh, yes. It's a and weird no. question, right? It is, but yes and no. Okay. Um, mostly because I think a lot of the slapstick humor of it takes a lot of it away. Really, in in this movie, there is one scene in particular that we've talked about a lot that like scares me, <laughs> like yeah. legitimately terrifies me. Yeah. Uh, and it is in the car. Yeah. Um, that's he is like that is like full like full sadist. He's just like full sadist. It's a, he's there's like a joy it. in his voice. Yeah. Um, especially as he's like describing what's gonna happen to him as he falls down. Yeah, dude. A hundred meters of pure exhilaration followed by a very quick stop. Like yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, and then don't forget, oh, you'll probably break your neck. For <laughs> too. Like, but he's just like so gleeful about it. Um. It's, it's unfortunate that the rest of it is played for like humor in a weird yeah. way um, because I do, I do think that takes away from a lot of it. It does. But um, that one scene uh, definitely gave it some points for me. So that scene for me as well. And I think the other thing too that like kind of kept me thinking about what I've been thinking about the most like about it is could you imagine losing your mind and this not recognizing that it was happening? Yeah. Like that oh, is. Oh man, it's Far Cry Three. How does? How I haven't do played a single Far Cry. Oh, Far Cry Three is like the best one. You should play Far Cry Three. Okay, but like that thought is just terrifying. Yeah. And not like it's, and it's not like dementia. It's not like, like you're like you're like forgetting your memories or Alzheimer's, right? It's a different like, like you're just becoming a different person. Evil, yeah, like a different yeah. person, like, like an evil, like you said, sadistic person, and. I think that's what makes the the weird slapsticky sitcommy moments like not bother me as much. Yeah. Because it's almost like, is this how he sees them? Yeah, that's fair. And I, I'm not sure if that's what it is. Like maybe it's, it's, it's a guess, but like the scene in the car for me got like instant points. Like that's yeah. Like that one scene is scarier than like some of these movies we've watched on the show or the last five years like combined. Yep. And. Just the idea of just like sitting there thinking about that, dude, that would fucking suck. 
Yeah. That's like the one part of Hollow Man when I rewatched it that like also bothered me then too, is like, like he was just becoming like pure evil. Yeah. And like, but he but he knew it. Like he was like okay with it because he knew the monkey became evil when they yeah. injected him, right? And then in Lee Waddell's, it was like this guy's a piece of shit, and he's just using the invisibility to be more of a piece of shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was. This was not the movie I was expecting it to be. It might be my favorite Universal we've watched on the show. I think I liked it more than Dracula. Oh, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I. I dug it. I. I gave it a five and a half. I give it a four. Uh, all those points are for the car. <laughs> all right, let's review our scores, Justin. For plot, I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven and a half. For cinematography, I gave it a seven and a half. You gave it a seven. For audio, I gave it a six and a half. You gave it a five and a half. And then for how scary, I gave it a five and a half. You gave it a four. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a sixty-three. What did I guess when I texted you? Six and a half. Sixty-five. Fifty. Fifty. Oh wow, higher than I thought. Sixty-three. H I. Justin, a 63 ties it with one other film, Halloween Ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. The, it's also tied... Oh, sorry. There's one other film, 2018 Suspiria. Interesting. Okay. It is tied with two video games, Nosferatu, The Wrath of Malachi. <laughs> Fucking shit. And Resident Evil 5. Oh damn! I'm surprised Resident Evil Five got so low. It's because it wasn't that was scary. a fun game. It was fun, but it wasn't oh. scary. Yeah, that's fair. And God, also, the plot had like I would play it again with you. If you said you want to go yeah. through the campaign, I'm like fucking strap in, let's do it. Get on PC, put some mods yeah. in here, <laughs> make Chris into a leather okay. daddy. Um, the films above it, Justin. The films in video games. We have them with a sixty-four. Okay. Uh, Silent Hill Three, the video game. The Host, OG Godzilla, and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. The films and video games below it are The Boy, Fatal Frame, Night of the Living Dead, Prince of Darkness. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is the end of our review for The Invisible Man. Stick around. We're going to head into the closing. And then for patrons, we'll go ahead and head to the campfire. Justin. Yes. We are three movies in now. Yeah. It's our first, my, my first block of films are done. Okay. My first question for you is... I gotta look at the schedule. It's, <laughs> Sorry, whenever we talk about the show, I always look at the schedule. You're good. The schedule it was Caligari, Jekyll and Hyde, and The Invisible Man. Yeah, okay. My first question is, do you feel that they have been on the theme? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have you overall enjoyed them? I think the only one I didn't like enjoy fully was Jekyll because it was it was weird and like uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, yeah, 
I've enjoyed the I have enjoyed these blocks of early film more than the other ones. Okay, except good. for I do still really like OG King Kong. <laughs> OG King Kong was a good one. And even them, if they didn't have like the really fucking the noise, paint, yeah, the noise was horrible. <laughs> All right, so next week, guys, we are going back to the world of Wolfenstein. We're doing Wolfenstein: yes. The New Colossus. Uh, and then we kind of start the next little block. Um, we'll get into that next week, though. Justin, any last thoughts? No. No, I'm too sick. <laughs> I don't care. Perfect. <laughs> Patrons, everybody, please stick around until after the show. Um, actually, for everybody, I think this week we will keep the section in. So if you want to become a patron, uh, we will include what actually is included for patrons only every single week. Okay, cool. I, I, ha- I have a quiz for you and that's what I said when it's a movie Justin does the quiz and when it's a game I do the quizzes so with that thanks for hanging out and until next time stay scary the Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin you can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny cast and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. to the campfire since we're actually including everyone this week only just to kind of give you a glimpse behind the camera what happens in these extra 10-15 minutes no editing yep. no, no edit. nonsense just random buzzfeed or online quizzes that one of us finds so justin I, I what do you got for me <laughs> okay I, so how these go for everybody is usually we don't find out what the quiz is about until the very end correct um so larry i need you to start the night off with a rom-com which one of these are you picking okay the notebook sleepless in seattle crazy rich asians uh you've got mail crazy stupid love or the proposal i think i gave you this quiz already no this is brand new is it brand new okay proposal wait uh proposal proposal okay um now let's choose a thriller psycho uh get out the birds rear window gerald's game or midsummer midsummer
Oh, hold on. <laughs> the page is unresponsive. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys will find out, if you have not done a BuzzFeed quiz in a long time, the website, the quizzes, you'd never know what you're going to get, but that kind of leads into what's so fun about it. Yeah. All right, you ready for drama time? Yes. Okay, I got to close all these other windows because maybe it's one of the other windows. Um, uh, drama time. The Social Network, Shawshank Redemption, Gone with the Wind, the Hobbit, uh, Gone Girl, or Unbroken. I didn't realize the Hobbit was a drama film. I give me the first two again. Uh, the Social, Social Network. Network. Yeah, that's what I would do. That movie. Yeah. I remember watching it, and just like the score is so, yeah. like I, great. Oh, you ever seen it? No. You I, should honestly watch. That. That's like a legitimately like good movie. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of um, Jesse Eisenberg. Really? Yeah. Then you should watch it because he's a giant piece of shit in it. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> if anything, it'll just, it'll just steer in what you already think about him. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Pick a horror movie. The Shining, Carrie, Night of the Living Dead, Silence of the Lambs, Halloween. OG? Yes. Or the Blair Witch Project. Well, that's a fucking bitch, huh? <laughs> Blair Witch. Okay. It's Blair Witch. Wow, that I was getting ready to answer pretty much everyone but Carrie. Had yeah. had, had a moment where I was like, yeah. okay, that one. Um. Now, let's watch some Disney. Sleeping Beauty, okay. 101 Dalmatians, The Jungle Book, Lilo and Stitch, Mulan, or Alice in Wonderland. Mulan. Fuck yeah. It's time to fight the Huns. I get it for the song. Yeah, um, for, the, for the song alone. <laughs> uh, now pick a Disney Channel original movie. Okay. I don't know any of these. Um, teen Beach Movie, <laughs> Lemonade Mouth, Minutemen, Camp Rock, Xenon, Girl of the Twenty First Century, or Cadet Kelly. Ooh! Oh man! Uh, so when I was at West Point. I had a friend, and she wrote me a couple of times when I was in basic, and she called me Cadet Larry because of the alliteration that was right there. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire's in that. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Okay. I've uh, actually now... seen that one several times. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> so now comes the comedy. Okay. Legally Blonde, 21 Jump Street, Pitch Perfect, Where Are the Millers? The Hangover or Daddy's Home. Twenty One Jump Street. That movie is fucking great. That movie is fucking hilarious. Uh, okay, it's documentary time. Okay, what's what's playing? Blackfish, Three Identical Strangers, What the Health, Apollo Eleven, Honeyland, or the Beatles documentary. I think Blackfish. That's the one about SeaWorld. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, pick a coming of age film now. Okay. Boyhood. Uh, another movie called Boyhood. <laughs> if Stand By Me is there, that's what it is. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Lady Bird. The Perk of Being a Wallflower. Oh, shit. Those are two good ones. Ten Things I Hate About You. Fuck. And The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Lady Bird, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and Ten Things I Hate About You are like on the same like if you asked me to pick one of those I wouldn't know what to say damn 
Shit. Which one would you pick? Have you seen either of those? Any of those? Yeah, probably 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> it's the only one I've seen <laughs> in this list. I'm feeling a little bit melancholy tonight. Let's go with Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. That Rocky Horror, there's a scene in there where they do like a Rocky Horror, re, you know, the, the oh. stage show. Okay. That was so, before I found out that the guy who plays the Flash in the new Justice League is an absolute piece of shit. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking huge piece of shit. So lastly, pick a movie out of these six. Little Women. The new one? The, uh, yes. Okay. I think. Uh, the King. Call Me By Your Name. Dune. Bones and All, and Beautiful Boy. Bones and All. That movie fucking rocked my goddamn world. Congratulations. In the new Wonka movie, okay. you, you're the priest. Hallelujah. Put in a good word for me with the big guy upstairs. The priest? I, I don't... I, I guess I will report back next week. Um, it, it looks like he is uh, Mr. Bean. I forget his name. Oh. What is his name? Um gone too far um all right hold on what is his Um, name i have no idea uh i don't know okay do you like disney yeah cool the ocean chose me what movie is that from do you want me to give you the options yes for that one (laughs) for sure uh moana finding nemo finding dory lilo and stitch Moana? Yep. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> my son has been avoiding his responsibilities long enough. It's high time he settled, he married and settled down. Little Mermaid, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Princess and the Frog. Cinderella? Yeah. Okay, let's go! <laughs> I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. I already know what this is. Uh... Toy Story, Inside Out, Bolt, or Big Hero 6? I've only ever seen Toy Story of those movies. You haven't seen Big Hero 6? No, it's been on my list, but I've never actually watched it. It's, good, it's a good movie. Inside Out's pretty good. I remember too. after I played it in Kingdom Hearts 3, I was like, I should watch that movie. It looks kind of fun. And then never did because I did the grind for Ultimate Weapon and hate Kingdom Hearts 3 now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, what is your guess of these lists? Toy Story. Oh, yeah, it is Toy Story. Okay. Yeah, it's when uh, Sid is strapping... There, Sid is the doll part. Right. I haven't seen that for a long time either. I should go watch that Dude, again. My my kids are fucking obsessed with Toy Story, all of them. So <laughs> I sit down and regularly watch them. Who's buttering like uh, who's buttering like a spoodle dug? Robin Hood, <laughs> Tangled, Brave, Snow White and the Seven Doors. Brave? Yeah. Oh what a, what a guess. I haven't seen that one either. Oh wait, oh oh you're guessing Brave. Yeah. Uh, incorrect. It it was snowing in the seven doors. Okay. Doc apparently says it. I don't know. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Luca, or Mulan. Beauty and the Beast. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was Gaston who said it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the more we try to understand one another the more exceptional each of us will be Dumbo, Pinocchio, Zootopia or Turning Red 
Zootopia? I think it's turning red. Oh, no, you're right. It's Zootopia. Okay. I'm tired, and I'm hungry, and my tail's frozen. My And my nose is froze, and my ears are froze, and my toes are froze. Frozen, 101 Dalmatians, the sword and the stone, Lady and the Tramp. Sword and stone? That's 101 Dalmatians. Is it? Yeah. It's when, like, the kid, one of the kids, like, falls in the snow. Oh, okay. I love you, Schmootsy Poo. Monsters Inc., Winnie the Pooh. Monsters Inc. Iris- Monsters yeah, Inc. Only, yeah. Yeah, it was Monsters Inc. Hey, I'm a street rat, remember? I'll improvise. Aladdin. You got it. Yeah. Oh, yes, the past can hurt, but from the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Coco, The Lion King, Soul, or Encanto. I've only seen Lion King. I know it's not it. Let's go with Encanto. Uh, it was the Lion King. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah. Um, you got seven out of ten. Oh. Round of applause! Incredible, amazing, show-stopping. You really know your stuff, Justin. When we finish up the horse stuff, we could do a Disney podcast. Yeah, we'll see. And the, I have to watch enough Disney. And what we could do too. is we could go through chronologically, and we find a Disney game for that movie. And if we can't find a game just for that movie, what we do, Justin, is play Kingdom Hearts. Over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I'm cool with that. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, patrons are hanging out. Uh, Guys, that's what we kind of get here. We never know what kind of questions are going to be in this segment. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for Wolfenstein. Like I said, I played another three hours today, and that game is fucking wild. Yeah, it goes places. It is a different kind of game than the last one. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's hang it out. Until next time, stay scary.